regardless of where you record your podcast or how you record your podcast, you're going to need a DAW to edit and mix your show and put all your audio files together. Now, what the hell is a DAW? DAW, D-A-W, Digital Audio Workstation. What up, guys, and welcome to Clipped, a show designed to help you become a better, more efficient podcaster. My name is Eric. I'm your host and founder of the Podcast Haven. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about digital audio workstations, otherwise known as DAWs. Weird word, but necessary for putting your podcast together. DAWs are used to record audio as well as edit and mix audio. And by the end of this episode, I'm going to be giving you a list of some great DAWs that you can use for your podcast. There's dozens of them out there. I've kind of narrowed it down to the top six. And they can really all accomplish what you need to accomplish in terms of recording, editing, and mixing your podcast. But they're all a little bit different. They all function a little bit different. Uh, They have different price points, different features. And so we'll get into that a little bit later. I typically use Pro Tools. I record with it. And I edit and mix my podcast and all the podcasts that I work on with Pro Tools. But regardless of what you choose to record with, you're eventually going to need a DAW to edit and mix your podcast. You're going to take that recording and, you know, add your music and really put the whole show together in your DAW. But in the meantime, let's dig a little bit deeper on what a DAW is and what it does. A digital audio workstation is essentially audio production software that allows you to record, edit, and mix on a computer or a laptop. DAWs are used in professional recording studios around the world as well as home studios. You're going to need to get your recorded audio files into your DAW, and that's where you start working on them. That's where you can see the waveform, you can edit and mix, you can cut in music. And so how do you get your podcast audio files into your DAW to begin putting together your episode? Well, if you recorded remotely on Riverside, you would download them from the Riverside server and then import them into your DAW. If you recorded on like a Zoom H6, you would pop out the SD card, insert it into your computer, um, and then import those audio files into your session inside your DAW. The route that I usually go is I actually record directly into my DAW. So I plug my microphone into an audio interface and not to get too much into audio interfaces, but essentially that's where you connect your microphone and it's a box that then connects to your computer via USB or Thunderbolt or some kind of connection like that. And basically that takes the signal from your microphone and gets it inside of your computer. uh, And then you route that signal into your DAW, your digital audio workstation. And if you go this route, it's great because then you don't really have to move files around. Your recording is taking place where you're editing and mixing. Whereas if you record via another medium, you're going to have to download those files and then drag and drop or insert them uh, into your DAW. Once they're in there, regardless of the method you choose, you're going to see the waveform. Uh, and the waveform is obviously your voice and the pe- the different tracks. If it's a multiple person podcast, you're going to have several tracks inside your DAW um, of everyone's voice. I'm sure you've seen what a audio waveform looks like. So I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, once you're in your DAW, that's where all the work takes place. So regardless of where you record, you're going to have to learn a DAW. <laughs> 
So a DAW is where all the magic takes place. Let's say you've recorded your podcast, whether you did that inside of your DAW on a handheld recorder or online via a remote platform like Riverside. Now you have those files, they're inside your DAW and you're ready to put the show together. This is the fun part, in my opinion. This is where you edit and cut parts of your show out, copy and paste WAV files, add music, add sound effects, adjust levels, and also use audio processing tools known as plugins to manipulate the sound of your podcast. So things like noise reduction. Let's say you're recording and there's an air conditioning running in the background and you're getting like a low-level hum. Or let's say um, you can kind of hear the white noise of the cars passing by on your street. Noise reduction is going to help you reduce the amount of ambient noise in your recording. The AC is actually running in my studio right now. I don't know if you could hear it. It's like a very light whisper. Um, I do have noise reduction on this track, so you might not be able to pick it up, but I definitely did hear it a little bit when recording. It's the middle of summer. It's hot as hell. Uh, I would turn it off, but I'm kind of dying here without it, so I'm keeping it on. Also in your DAW, there's going to be a plugin for EQ, which adjusts the frequencies in you and your guest voices. So think of EQ as like the bass, treble, and mid on a stereo. The bass is going to adjust the low end of your voice. The mid is going to adjust the middle frequencies. And the, and the uh, think of it as like the treble, which is going to adjust the high end of your voice. And you can boost up the bass. You can cut the bass. You can crank up the treble while also cranking up the mids etc etc not going to go into a whole eq lesson because it's a technique that takes a long time to master one you have to learn the plugin but more importantly um, you have to use your ears and dial in the sound that you want for your voice and everyone else's voices on the podcast there's various other tools like compression which helps reduce the span between the loudest and softest waveforms so kind of evening out the peaks and valleys of your waveform to get a more consistent overall sound. But enough on that to record and professionally produce a podcast you're going to need a variety of these tools and they're all going to come with your DAW and then you can buy additional plugins. I mean, there's dozens and dozens of manufacturers that are making different audio processing tools, different EQs, different compressors, uh, different types of noise reduction. You're not going to need all of it. You're going to find tools that you like, also that you can afford because it can get really expensive. And you don't need 10 different EQs, 10 different compressors, a couple of each, maybe three of each. Um, you'll kind of find what you like as time goes on. And how certain EQs or certain compressors color the sound. And you'll learn all that as time goes on and you'll find what's easiest, what's quickest, and what sounds good to you. DAWs take a really long time to master. You could probably learn the basics in a couple of weekends by watching like YouTube tutorials, but really um, they take a long time to master. And eventually you're going to want to learn like the keyboard shortcuts so you can quickly chop things up and edit and paste and move things around. And it's going to take time. But to get set up recording a podcast and doing basic edits like dropping music in with a little bit of studying, you should be able to learn that pretty quickly. 
What are some things to consider before choosing a DAW? Well, the first one is probably price. There are some free DAWs, which I'm going to go over here in a second, but the better ones you have to pay for. And when I say better, um, you can likely, depending on the level of podcaster that you're at, you can likely achieve good results with uh, one of the free DAWs. And then also think about whether or not your computer is up to speed and can handle recording audio. Chances are it can. If it was built in like the last six, seven years, it's probably a good enough computer. But it's just a consideration to make. Check the specs of the DAW and um, the type of computer, the type of operating system, how many gigs of RAM are recommended, how fast the hard drive is. All things to consider because if you're recording and adding like EQs and compression and noise reduction and maybe it's a four-person podcast and so now you've got various plugins on multiple tracks, it tends to weigh down the computer. So you just want to make sure you're not working on like an ancient computer. Okay, so let's get into the top six DAWs that I've chosen for podcasters. We're going to start with GarageBand. GarageBand comes free with the purchase of an Apple computer. It does kind of look and feel very basic, but it really is a fully functional multi-track studio. Uh, It has everything you need to record, edit, and mix podcasts. It even has free sound effects and music cues that you can use to up your production value. GarageBand is actually really easy to use. It's what I started on in like 2008. And they even have like podcast templates installed. So when you're starting a session, you can even, you know, work off one of these podcast templates. Um, And that way you could kind of see what like a podcast recording session and mix session looks like. It's free and it only works on Mac. So that's something to consider. The next one is Audacity, which is also free. And Audacity does work on Mac and Windows. That's Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Audacity supports high-fidelity WAV files. It does come with like some EQ and some noise reduction. It kind of looks old school. Like when you open it up, you're going to be like, damn, this kind of looks like something that never left like the 80s or 90s. Based on some online forums that I'm in, I think they recently did update the look and feel of it. Don't fully know what that means. I have used Audacity too back in the day. Uh, I used to sample music with it. They've got some cool things where you can like reverse the sound of something or like time shift, expand or contract like the length and do some pitch shifting. Anyways, that was for music. But I think once you dive in, you'll realize... It's a great place to start learning how to record editing and mixing. And I actually know somebody in a big podcast group who maybe works on like 20 podcasts a week. He's like a prominent podcast producer, editor, mixer, audio engineer, and he runs his business all off Audacity. So free, but a good product. The next one is Reaper, which I haven't used. And Reaper is free for 60 days and then it's $60 a month. I think that's right. Damn, that's a lot. Reaper cost. Reaper is free for 60 days and then it's a $60 purchase fee. Honestly, I'm not super familiar with Reaper, but I will say that it's been coming up more and more in conversation and with some editors that I know who use it. I think it's kind of an underrated DAW. 
it's not really in the discussion as much as the other audio production software, but I do know based on people that use it that it is a powerful piece of software. It has 64-bit internal audio processing compatible with most of the plug-in manufacturers, has multi-track capabilities, bus routing. It is a good choice if you're maybe looking to upgrade from a free DAW to a paid DAW. And the other thing to mention is that it's not so much the DAW that gets the results that you get. It's, it's really your ears. It's really the months and years of training and learning about EQ and compression and microphone signals and gain and, and dialing in the right sound. Again, with a pretty good mic and an audio interface or like a good USB mic, you're already starting off in a good place. But yeah, when it comes to fine-tuning things and mixing and music and adjusting levels, any doc can do that. So it's really putting in the time and learning and training your ears. Once you do that, you can kind of achieve a good sound with any of the DAWs on this list. So don't let free versus paid intimidate you. And really too, as we get into this more, it's also kind of like a look and feel like some DAWs you might not like the look of or the way the controls are laid out. They all have similar controls, but there's different hotkeys the way the menus are laid out, like the user interface and the colors. I mean, believe it or not, it sounds stupid, but that all kind of comes into effect, like the look and feel of it, especially when you're going to be working on one for a couple hours at a time. So you're going to just want to use one that feels right and feels good. And that's something to take into consideration as well. All right, next we have Hindenburg. Hindenburg has a free trial and then it's $12 a month. That's Hindenburg, H-I-N-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. I think it's out of Germany. It's a European company. I know that. This is more designed for like audio journalists and like kind of like NPR style audio creators. But nonetheless, you could use Hindenburg for any type, regardless of what type of podcaster you are. Hindenburg is going to have everything you need to record, edit, and mix it was actually designed by podcasters for podcasters. So that's something to keep in mind. I haven't used Hindenburg, but I d- actually I have. I've used, I've very briefly used like a trial of it. With Hindenburg, you can do away with like complicated audio routing and confusing buttons and knobs. Like they have super easy stuff. Like if you want to lower the level, you just drag down the clip gain. And yeah, you can do that in other DAWs, but the way that Hinder- Hindenburg has it laid out, it makes it really intuitive. So with Hindenburg, yeah, you can focus on your storytelling and your content without a big learning curve. Uh, Works with Mac and Windows, which is a big plus for all of you Windows users out there. I say that because I'm a Mac user. I feel like most of the podcast space and the creative space is Mac-based, but nonetheless, it will work with both. Number five is Adobe Audition. Audition is definitely up there. It's probably one of the most powerful tools for recording and audio production. Um, you can record and edit, mix, multi-track sessions with some of the industry's leading tools. A lot of professionals do use Audacity as well. It's probably a close second to Pro Tools in terms of like the professional space. What's really cool about Audition too is that there's a nice little perk that comes with it. And when you buy it, you actually get access to the Adobe Creative Cloud Um, So you get a membership to that and that gets you a couple gigabytes of cloud storage on their servers. And there's a ton of video tutorials to help you 
get started and learn and grow with the software. They have Adobe Premiere Pro. So if you are planning on eventually maybe creating a video version of your podcast, it might be good to get in the Adobe ecosystem. Honestly, probably a lot of of the chart-topping podcasts that are out there use Adobe products. So the top of the charts is where you want to go. You can't go wrong with Audition. All right, and then number six, last but not least, is Pro Tools. That's what I use. There is a free version called Pro Tools First or the paid version, which I believe starts at $29 a month. I think they may have recently changed that though, but that's what I pay. Pro Tools is really the Mac daddy of all things audio production. Again, it's going to be used by major studios, but also major podcasting studios like Wondery, Gimlet, WNYC. Hundreds, if not thousands of Grammy-winning albums are made on Pro Tools. You can eventually mix surround sound. I know that's more of a film thing, but there are some podcasts doing like a Dolby Atmos thing. I haven't listened to any of those. I don't know how that works with just a pair of stereo headphones. I think they do have 360 like degree where you can hear in the front of your head, the sides, the back. I think they do make headphones for that. In any case, the learning curve might feel a little steep with Pro Tools, but honestly, it's a journey worth taking because aside from working on your personal podcast, if you're planning on maybe getting a career in the podcasting world and, and audio as a career is something that you want to pursue, if you learn Pro Tools, it's kind of like a shoe in for getting a job at one of these production houses. So yeah, Stitcher requires it. I know that because I've done some work with them. It's going to be more than you need to start out podcasting. But if you are looking to take your edits and your mixes up a notch, Pro Tools is a great thing to learn. The Pro Tools first version, the free version that I mentioned, that's a great way to start because you actually get a lot of the same tools from the paid version and it's free. Think about the things that I've been saying here. Think about what you can afford. Think about what your goals are and get the free trials. Maybe you try GarageBand, you realize you don't like it. You want to go to Audacity, see what you like, play around a little bit. You can accomplish everything that you need to with any of these DAWs. And so really it's kind of just going to be like a personal choice and what you like and the way one of them feels and the way the menus or the tracks are laid out. Honestly, that's most important in my opinion. And you can always upgrade later or change later. Once you learn how to like EQ and you kind of learn how to route things and to boost levels and even things out and drop in music, um, you're going to be able to do that on any DAW. Yeah, the controls and how those things operate via the keyboard is going to be a little different. A lot of it's also going to be the same. Hit me up, info at thepodcasthaven.com. Would love to connect with you get a dialogue going about your podcast or answer any questions. Check us out on Instagram at the podcast Haven started putting up some new content there. I was slacking for a while. The podcast is the website where you can see all the services that me and my company offer. Also a lot of great info about podcasting on the blog, which is the podcast slash blog. Also have an ebook up on Amazon it's called The Four Pillars of Podcasting, and it'll help you take your podcast from concept, from idea, all the way through to launch and learn how to continually market your podcast. I'm signing off, and thank you very much. 